Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyrac.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the sunny, beautiful, glorious city of uh, Los Angeles, California. Hope you're having a great day. Man, do we have a good show for you. Uh, the All Ball Podcast is up. It is hot. Uh, my man, Coach Nick, joins us. Uh, we repurposed that Brett Brown interview that we brought you yesterday uh, from his car, which he was nicely signaling left uh, in the turn lane. Uh, Brett Brown, coach of the 76ers, and Evan Daniels, who covers college hoops and recruiting for Fox Sports on the All Ball podcast. Live on terrestrial or satellite radio, your iHeartRadio app, over the next three hours, just tune in, and we got great, great football, basketball, and baseball. I think we're the only national show that actually understands baseball exists. I got a great and interesting baseball topic and admission of, I guess, guilt from a star in baseball. Mike Sosha is going to join us in two hours and 20 minutes. Uh, showtime was no time last night as, uh, as the uh, crashing regression towards the mean happened for Shohei Otani at the Big A. We'll get to the Angels skipper. Uh, remarkable start for the Halos. That's in an hour, two hours and 20 minutes. But we got Hoops. Jared Dudley joins us in about 15 minutes. Baron Davis is going to join us as well. Uh, I'll get you ready for tonight's game. React to last night's games as well. 
And then we got football for you. The only guy, the only guy in the entire world to coach Case Keenum, Johnny Manziel, Davis Webb, Pat Mahomes, and Baker Mayfield. And, oh yeah, by the way, he played in the National Football League. Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of Texas Tech, is going to join us in an hour. And, like, look, I don't, I don't pre-interview guys, but in texting back and forth with Cliff, I'm like, look, uh, you know, you, if you want to talk about your spring game, cool. Everyone wants to know about these quarterbacks and who knows them better than you. He was the guy who, I remember I was interviewing him. He had just gotten the job at Tech, and he told me, that I said, what, what do you think about Menzel? And he said, and on air, he's like, look, if he, if he works hard, he starts to work hard in the film room, he can be a great player. And I was like, oh, starts to work hard, meaning he didn't work hard. He just planned this. Anyway, he's got the honesty bug. He'll join us in one hour, head coach of the uh, Red Raiders of Texas Tech. Uh, so, we look, we got a great show for you today. L- let's start with this. The, the tweet came out. I don't know what time, I don't even know the time stamping on the tweet, but I was, I was watch. I was on Twitter when I woke up this morning and Adam Schefter tweeted out something which just struck me as odd. Adam Schefter has 7 million followers, 7 million followers. So when he tweeted out, uh, that, Tom Brady has still not committed to playing in the 2018 season. You start to go, huh? Now, remember, he's working against a bunch of things. There's the Tom versus time. Do I, I think there was the chance. There's a chance that Tom should have, would have walked away had they won that last Super Bowl. Think about it. If he doesn't get strip sack fumbled and they're down five, he leads them on a touchdown drive. He wins back-to-back Super Bowls. Right? Like, there is no, there is no, but Elway won back-to-back Super Bowls, left the game, but he wasn't nearly at his peak. Um, Brady has shown signs of weakness. You even go to the... I mean, look, uh, the the comeback versus Atlanta, I point this out. First three quarters of that game, he was not good. He was rather bad, actually. Rather bad. But the, would he have walked away? They, none of them. Oh, no, I'm not going to say none of them. Like when Peyton Manning walked away, he was terrible in the Super Bowl. Um, John Elway's first Super Bowl win actually had the lowest quarterback rating in the history of the Super Bowl for a quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Second Super Bowl, he was a little bit better, but it, it was time. Tom Brady's working against the thought of CTE. He's working against his wife saying he had numerous concussions a year ago. She clearly wants him to quit. Clearly wants him to quit. He had this documentary, which is you only start to do that when you're thinking about shutting it down. I, I don't trust words. I trust actions. Right. That's that's which one of the things you, you learn. Grow. I don't trust words. I trust actions. And even though his words said, I want to play till I'm 45, his actions were, hey, I'm doing a documentary. I'm letting people in. It's the first time ever. You only do that when it's your swan song. Um, now, Brady could have told the Patriots this is go- this is potentially it for me and they probably wouldn't have traded Garoppolo. But I read this and I think, look, Tom Brady's coming back to play football. It's a drug. 
the energy of leading 53 men, 46 on game day, into battle, being the guy in front of the stadium, you just you can't replace it. Plus, the bitterness of having lost your last game is really, really hard for super hyper-competitive guys to get over. But the, the thing of him not fully committing to playing just yet Um, one source told ESPN, my money would be on him playing football for the foreseeable future, but what goes on away from the football field, I don't know. I don't know. Turns 41 in August. I believe he's going to be there. Another person who knows Brady told ESPN. However, that being said, we're dealing with a human being. Things can change. I do believe he'll be playing. This is what happened at the end of Favre. This is what happens at the end of a lot of guys. In order to get there physically, you got to get there mentally. You got to continue to put yourself in this, all right, I'm going to get my ass kicked for for five five months straight. I'm going to fully invest in it. It's a lot. Um, I I think of football in many ways as I think of of doing a radio show. I just do. I was having this conversation with my wife an hour and a half ago. She's asking me about summer camp and what do we do with this kid? What do we do with that kid? How much is everything going to cost? But we budget out. I'm like, look, I have this kind of process of it's like a two or three hour thing to which I'm piecing together what I want to say, how I want to say it. And as I, as I told you before, Cindy Katz, who books the show, and Ryan Music, who produces the show, They've put together this all-star lineup, so I'm processing what I want to talk about and then how I want to interview uh, these four guests that we have today. The thing about radio, everyone likes to do a radio show to pop on. Hey, I'll, I'll sit in with you for a day. Hey, do you want to do it 220, 225 days a year? No, thanks. That's a job. I don't want that. Everybody wants to play quarterback for the New England Patriots. Do you want to get up at 6 a.m. every morning get the facility and watch tape over and how many different exotic blitzes can you look at? How many times can you get to bed on Saturday night thinking about all these different thoughts, motivating teammates, motivating yourself, making the play, being judged by the world, your greatness based upon one throw, one catch, one first down, one bad spot. It's a lot. It's a job, a very well compensated job. But at some point you're like, man, I've won a lot of championships. I've made a lot of money. But I also think that this wouldn't stories like this don't get out there unless Brady wants it out there. It, it this signifies to me that Tom Brady is in fact one of the leaks in the Patriots stories about Tom Brady being unhappy uh, with the team. This to me uh, is some confirmation bias that that Giselle does 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 swing a heavy stick like she's like look we got more money than we can ever spend she makes she makes more than he does he makes a ton of money they have kids they have championships they have everything you could ever want like what more do you need and i'm sure he's thinking i just want one more championship and she's like yeah yeah i don't know so i i i'm i'm pretty convinced he's coming back I'm also pretty convinced that just like anybody, he likes to be recruited. He wants to be loved. He wants to make amends. He wants to feel like Belichick wants him back. That he wants Bill Belichick to say, I need you, Tom. And I don't think this would come out if if he was retiring, 
there wouldn't be this, well, he hasn't been committal about it. There would be he's retiring. This is Brady saying, yeah, I don't know. And then look, it's probably a mistake to come back when you think this is there's a if you guys play pickup basketball, you can appreciate this. In pickup basketball, there's always a handful of guys who you get done playing. You know, hey, let's go last game to 21. You get done, and everybody starts, guys start unlacing their shoes, texting their girlfriends, their wives, talking about their plans later in the day. And a couple of guys still have some gas in the tank, and they go, hey, let's, let's run one more. One more game. Who's in? One more. We got 10? We need to run one more. And you're the 10th guy, and you're like, yeah. You just hit the game winner, or maybe you missed the game winner. It doesn't matter. You're like, I'm good. But you don't want to let the nine other guys down. And it's one more game to 21, whatever. That's the game you usually get hurt in, too. Right? So I'm fascinated by this. I think Brady is one of the leakers. Right? I think he's leaked some of the stuff that he's unhappy. I think he wants to be loved. He wants to be recruited. He wants Giselle to bless him going back for another year. I don't think it's that far-fetched that he would have walked away had they won a Super Bowl. Why else would you be doing a documentary? Remember, they had to reshoot the ending to it. Like, or they had, they had to delay before they could release the ending. Why? Because they were planning on winning a Super Bowl, and that was going to be the ending. I mean, that's the, the ultimate, uh, you know, fade to black. And now you're like, well, wait a second. Now we got to do another sequel? And Police Academy was an unbelievable series. Once I got to Police Academy 7, I, I don't is Steve Gutenberg still in it? So Adam Schefter tweets out Patriots quarterback Tom Brady still not committed to playing in 2008, even though people who know him believe he'll be coming back for another season. And uh, the Patriots have expressed interest in UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen. Those two first round draft picks sitting out there, the thought of drafting a quarterback, the possibility of starting over. Man, this is going to be a great week and a half, isn't it? Draft is next Thursday. How how good is this lead up? Do they do they trade up? Do they get Rosen? If they get Rosen, does he retire? If they get Rosen, does he? Is it that uncomfortable thing that Favre had? Remember, Brady's dad once upon a time said, "I don't think he ends his career as a Patriot. I don't think he goes elsewhere." Still so much to to try and figure out. By the way, here was Giselle on the final episode of Tom vs. Time. Take a listen. These last two years have been very challenging for him in so many ways. And I think he just wants, you know, he he tells me I love it so much and I just want to go to work and feel appreciated and have fun. Yeah, I just want to have fun. I want to feel appreciated. Uh... So, man, going to be really good. Really, really good. Interesting to see. I think he wants to feel the love. I think he wants Belichick to pick up the phone and ask him to come back. I think he wants people to go, no, Tom, now is not the time. One more year. Everybody wants, it's like anybody who's running for, anybody who's president, you want to sit there and have somebody yell four more years. Even when you've already served two terms, you want to still hear four more years.
The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge gained from more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. How are the Celtics up two games to none? And uh, did we did did we see this coming from Drew Holiday? We'll talk some uh, NBA playoffs with Jared Dudley. He joins us next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer, too. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. A telling quote from LeBron James on Wednesday looking back at the season. And uh, look, they're down one game to none to the Indiana Pacers. Quote, I think we spent so much time trying to figure out who we were in the regular season and getting the right lineups and guys in and out of things that uh, nat- of that nature that we could never build for the playoffs. It's kind of like build for the next game. So the, pre-season, the postseason finally hit us, and hit us, it hit us very well. And I think it can be the best teacher for us to know exactly what we should be ready for tonight. I... I, I, I could be in complete denial of this. The NBA had a weird year. They had more injuries this year than they had last year. Had more injuries by about uh, three quarters of the season. And if you remember, this was a season in which the NBA championed itself as, hey, look, we spaced out the games. We Less back-to-backs. There was a week longer. We started earlier. We had a longer uh, break for the All-Star game. And what happened was you would think one would think that would allow teams to be rested and healthy. And it was guys took advantage and went out more. That's what everyone's told me. And some of these guys got hurt because of it, but the Cavs didn't practice. They never practice. And when they did practice, LeBron didn't practice. And so look, he's not wrong that they had moving pieces. And it was one of the things that I told you guys about that even when they were playing better Hey, you're getting Kevin Love back at the end of the year. You got to figure out how do you fit Kevin Love in? Because when they started to make a run, when they started to improve, they had uh, Seti Usman, who was who was playing a bunch of minutes for them, right? But now, like, are you going to play him ahead of Kevin Love? No. If you're going to play him with Kevin Love, that means you got Kevin Love at the four or five, and LeBron James at the three. Boy, that really kind of shrinks the court and makes you a lot less athletic defensively. What do you do with Larry Nance Jr.? What do you do with Tristan Thompson? That was a mess. But as we've seen, objects in teams in game one are not as um, are not as far away from each other as it's like the, the what do they say in, in side view mirrors? Objects may appear are, are are closer than they appear. It's the same thing. We see blowouts in game one. We saw it in Indy, Cleveland. We saw it with Miami and Philadelphia. That's just one game. Don't take that into account. What incredible performance from Drew Holiday last night. I mean, he just took over the game and Damian Lillard can't score on him. And then you had the Boston Celtics. Yeah, the Boston Celtics, who you haven't had a turnover at the point guard position from Terry Rozier, who was never really a point guard in college. Just kind of a scoring, 
you know, kind of a wind-up doll, right? Just wind him up and he'll go. And he has given Eric Bledsoe the business. Guys, do we have that cut of Eric Bledsoe after the game when he was... Yeah, this is Eric Bledsoe after the game when he was asked about how well Terry Rozier is playing. Terry Rozier has gotten off to a, a strong start to the series. No turnovers in 78 minutes. How personally do you take that matchup? Who? Terry Rozier. I don't even know who that is. Uh, that's the guy who turns you around like a top at the end of regulation. <laughs> like, I Look, dude, I can't tell if this is, hey, I went to Kentucky for a year. He went to Louisville for a couple and or, you know, or I'm just I'm just trying I'm just in a bad I'm just in a bad mood right now. I don't want to talk about anybody else other than myself. But that's one to which you better ball out because Bledsoe has been bad. He just has not been he's just not been good. And he's this is a guy that had bad mojo as um, with Phoenix when he held out and signed a deal. And from the moment he signed a deal, they didn't like him. He didn't like them. He gets traded and the Bucks they didn't, they did the opposite of taking off. And that's, I don't mind, like, I don't mind trash talk, but when you've gotten trashed by a dude, two straight games, you're down two games, none for a team that's missing their two best players and their best, their sixth man, Marcus Smart comes, of course, come back off of injury and his mom, having cancer and you're down two games to none. Like I don't know if that's the response I love. Let's see what, let's, let's see how he responds with his play. Yeah. Ryan music. What's up? Were we too quick on the Giannis is the next big superstar? And I, cause I know he's talented and I really enjoy watching him play. And I do think he's one of the better players in the league, but it just seems weird that if he is the de facto best player on the court, and that's usually what determines NBA playoff games? What is it about this series that is looking like the Celtics are clearly the far and away better team, even though clearly Giannis is the most talented player there? We can't shoot. You can't shoot. I mean, look, we've seen this from Ben Simmons in the playoffs. When you can't shoot, suddenly there becomes limitations at important times. You got to be able to. You got to be able to buy, make a jump shot. Um, and so that, I think that's the first thing. Um, they also, it's like. Look, Malcolm Brogdon's a nice player, and I know he's rookie of the year last year, but you know, are you gonna play they they are they're a starter short. Bledsoe hasn't been good, and he's not a great shooter, although you know he's he, he hit some shot a couple of shots last night. You know, they don't have great spacing. They just they're they're kind of stuck. They put Jason Terry out there. Uh Shane Larkin made uh Jason Terry made Shane Larkin look like an all star. Um and look, I mean, Jabari Brown's not a great shooter, and he shot the eyes out of it. They were daring him to shoot. They were going under screens, and he hits five threes, five of 12. Terry Rozier playing kind of out of his mind. One of the crazy things is, like, Jason Tatum hasn't even hasn't scored, hasn't played particularly well. Um, but I, I think, you know, Jabari Parker looks like a shell of his former self. Bledsoe's okay, can't really guard anybody. You know, Tony Snell's not really a starting caliber player at this level. Brogdon... It's fine. Shabazz Muhammad, like some of it's just about personnel, but a big thing with Giannis is Giannis can't shoot. And so if you can't create, if you can't find mismatches, one of the geniuses to what genius things that um, uh, Danny Ainge has been able to do is get hybrid wing players. You know, Al Horford's not great, but 
Al Horford won two national championships. He and Joe Kim know because they could switch screens. They can just do enough to keep you out of the lane. You know, Jabari Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Ojale Libet, Markeith Morris. I mean, all these guys, one of the things they're able able to do is, uh, sorry, they have Marcus. I I I get them confused. They have Marcus Morris. Is they're able to switch these ball screens and, you know, uh, Milwaukee does not have a a guy who's a post-up guy. And unless you can completely space out the lane for Giannis, like he can't shoot. So he's almost unguardable. But he puts himself in self-check once he gets beyond like, you know, 18 feet. He, he, he can't shoot. and He knows he can't shoot. And so at least in the playoffs, he's not shooting. But I, I think a lot of it is supporting cast. Some of it is their defense. And some of it is there's just this inherent toughness and tenacity and competitiveness that the Celtics have. I want to bring in Dan Beyer. Dan had a story that this is one that will catch you by surprise. And um, uh, let's let's find out what else is going on in the world of sports with Dan Beyer. Did you say that Jose Batista signed a minor league deal? Yes, with the Atlanta Braves. The uh, the other part of it is when he gets if he gets called up, which I think at some point, yeah, it's going to happen. He's also going to be playing third base. So, Jose Batista. Huh. Remember Joey Bats? He won that new contract two years ago, and uh, he had the he had the bat flip, and he had he had a hundred. He mm-hmm. led the league in walks. He had twenty nine home runs. He had five, excuse me, forty home runs. Um, that was just that was two years ago, three years ago. You want to talk about falling off a cliff? This is what this is what happens when you take steroids out of baseball. You get to your late thirties and you fall off. You know, you fall off the map. 22 home runs in each of his last eight seasons had 54 in 2010. So that's Jose Batista. Yeah, now look, um, a couple of things like to, to let, me, let me, I understand Batista's a guy that, well, just be honest, there's always, there's been rumors about, like, how do you go from a guy who hits 13 home runs at 28 years old, supposed to be your athletic prime, to 54 and 43 home runs? Some of it is Toronto, right? Some of it is Toronto. Some of it is also plate appearances. You got 280 more plate appearances from 28 to 29. Um, And, you know, some people are like, well, he figured it out. He changed his body. How did he change his body that late in his career? But he went from a platoon guy to being an everyday guy, and the numbers took off. I would say, though, that this is a normal aging process. When you look at, at 35 years old, he started to drop off a cliff, and you know, last year, his last year in Toronto, nobody even talked about. He did. He played 157 games. He only had 27 home runs. He hit 203. He barely hit above the Mendoza line. But man, to go from Joey Bats to minor league deal—that's a precipitous decline. Million bucks is what he would make if he gets called up to the big league team. Has. A, a little, little bit of experience playing third base has appeared, I believe, in 12 games. Uh, the report was from since 2012 at third base. But that's where he would play if he gets called up by the Atlanta Braves. There is other day baseball action going on right now, including the Pittsburgh Pirates taking it to the Colorado Rockies. 10-2 right now in the eighth inning. Also in the eighth, O's doubling up the Tigers 4-2. Milwaukee with a 2-0 edge on the Reds right now. That's in the seventh. Rays and Rangers playing in St. Pete. 
Tampa Bay up 4-1 right now in the eighth inning. Three-game twos tonight in the NBA playoffs. Pacers and Cavs, Jazz and Thunder, and then the Timberwolves take on the Rockets. Donovan Mitchell of Utah considered questionable still with that bruised foot for tonight's game against OKC. He's got that bruised foot but did take part in shoot-around today. Canelo Alvarez has been suspended six months by the Nevada Athletic Commission for his positive drug test. Doug, back to you. Fascinating. Canelo only got six months from the, the, the reported tainted meat in Mexico. This tax season, your refund goes further at AutoZone. Thanks to the free loan tool program. You can choose from over 100 specialty tools to help you get the job done right. Stop in today, get in the zone, AutoZone. Cliff Kingsbury, top of the hour, still searching for Jared Dudley. I, I like when guys are honest, right? That, that's what we search for. Um, here's Anthony Rizzo of the Chicago Cubs on a Chicago radio station, ESPN 1000. I think it's too much baseball, personally. Yes, guys are going to take pay cuts, but are we playing this game for the money or we love the game? I know there's both, but I think in the long run, it'll make everything better. You know, start the season later in the year, ending in October and not November. Like, all this stuff sounds great. All this stuff sounds great. And by the way, do we know, I mean, Anthony Rizzo, not exactly off to a strong start. Um, but uh, yeah, Anthony Rizzo hitting, he's, yeah, he's got the injury. So, um, and look, he's gone through a lot emotionally. You know, he's from originally from Parkland, Florida. There's a lot going on there. Um, but let's just get to the statement. Like, baseball should be shorter, should have a shorter season. They used to play 154, even 150. Like, just the idea, I've told that to my son. My, my son loves baseball. And he played fall ball, he plays spring ball. And he was like, how many, how many games do they play in baseball? Or he, I think he said, like, hey, Dad, he had, like, three games in a week last week. And he loves the games. And now, once you get to player pitch, uh, and they're pretty good now, right? So it's two hours. It's pretty exciting. And all three games ended in walk-offs. All three. But remember, for baseball, like for any sport, you get there about an hour early, right? You hit some, you field some, you get loose, you throw some, you get ready for your position, then you go play. And, you know, there's starts, there's stops, there's pitching changes, et cetera, et cetera. It's a long, three hours long for a little nine-year-old. And you do that three days in a week, sometimes four days in a week. It's like, man, I, I kind of need a break. And I was like, you still love it? Yeah, I still love it, but I kind of need a break. I was like, do you know how many they play in the major leagues? Like, no, it's like 162 games. It's like, total? In a year. That's a lot of damn baseball. Who thought this was a good idea? Now, this is one of those things that you say. It's like, um, like teachers. I, I remember growing up thinking, man, teacher, what a great gig, right? You don't work for three months of the summer. It's awesome. Awesome. Now, you're you're done at 3 o'clock. You're not really done at 3 o'clock. You don't start at 8 or 8.30, right? You have to get there. You don't just, like, show up, like, school bell rings and, like, you're just walking the door. Like, no, no, no. You're there. You got a lesson plan. You got to have stuff graded. And, you know, teacher's life kind of never ends. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you don't get paid bubkis. And so if I was just to sit here and go like, hey, teachers are ridiculously underpaid. And I'm ridiculously overpaid in, com- in comparison. You would nod your head. Is that going to change anything? No. No. 
I mean, like, look, Anthony Rizzo can can sit there and say we should play less games and we should take less money. No one should be making thirty million dollars to play baseball anyway. And they just shouldn't. No one should be making forty million dollars to play basketball. It just should like there's there's such incredible inequality in our country in terms of what people make based upon what their true value is. But it's it's once you let that genie out of the bottle, once you open Pandora's box, whatever the cliche you want to use is. So I'm not saying Anthony Rizzo is wrong. He's right. Like just say it out loud. They play 162 games and then they play in the playoffs. They start so early that an outdoor summer game has games postponed because of snow, and then they end in November. Baseball is a summer sport. Players don't want to take less. Owners don't want to make less. And TV companies generally, all these all these regional sports networks, the ones that ESPN just bought from Fox, from many of them, they make a ton of money. They make a ton of money not because everybody watches baseball, because of the volume of games. It's a volume sport. 162 nights. That's a lot. And the crazy part about it is everybody, it's not just the teams and the players and the TV companies. All those restaurants around the ballparks, all those people that work at those restaurants and work in the ballparks and work in parking, everything is dependent upon the 81 nights, 81 home nights they have. Yes, Ryan Music. So we all can agree, baseball, probably basketball. Yep. Uh, I know we don't pay much attention to it, but hockey also has an 82-game regular season. Would football also be a sport that would benefit from fewer games, or are they right about in that sweet spot where it's I th- just I enough? Think, I think they're in that sweet spot. I really do. I, I think college football, one of the things that people lo- – everybody's like, well, it's so easy, man. Just have – everybody has a, a championship – Decide, you know, eliminate the college, the, the the Big Ten or Big 12 championship game, you know, and then have eight cha- conference champions and then have like that sounds great. But the winning team, the winning team, the, the two teams in the finals will play 16 games. That's too many games, too many games. The, the only thing that's missing in the NFL is that second bye week. It's all you need to do. Push back the Super Bowl, you know, one week. And have two bye weeks in the season. I think if you do that, I think they're in the sweet spot. NBA, just too many games. It's too long a season. Plus, remember, they've added games to the playoffs. Over, you know, a couple years ago when they went to seven games in every series, they've added more and more games. Major League Baseball, 162, it's too many. Hockey, 82, too many. Especially as many teams get in the playoffs. Now, none of this is ever... It's just like, man, teachers should make six figures like that sounds great but that money's one got to come from somewhere right <laughs> and you know look once teen- teachers get tenured even if they stink it's hard to get the, hard to get the bad ones out and promote the good ones this is like the conversation people have about uh socialism or communism right like you should in a perfect world be able to go about do your job make you know you don't have to worry about money everything's taken care of you just go and do your job and you live in a nice house and you have good health care and you have good schools. Like, that sounds great. The problem is that 
people want to be rewarded for great achievements and they don't mind if people fall by the wayside for not working, if we're not working hard. All of these things in a bubble sound good. Human nature ends up taking over and ruining it. So Anthony Rizzo's not wrong. You're not wrong. All these seasons could be shortened, but good luck in telling anybody who's making money off of the additional inventory. Hey, we can't do that. You know, you make too much money. You make too much money. Stug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with practical knowledge gained from more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, Peyton Manning passed on working in TV because they couldn't pay him enough money. Is that real news or fake news? Find out next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Cliff Kingsbury, top of the hour. Dude's coached all these, I mean, Davis Webb, Pat Mahomes, Johnny Menzel, Baker Mayfield, Davis Webb. We'll ask them to compare, contrast all these quarterbacks. We get ready for a quarterback heavy draft uh, this next a week from tomorrow, right? A week from tomorrow, NFL draft is here. And of course, we have the news of Tom Brady, who hasn't yet committed to playing in 2018. Uh, that among the stories of the day we'll cover throughout the show, plus more NBA to come. In the meantime, let's play a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Wouldn't you love a bigger tax refund? Tax Slayer has the highest, is highest rated for maximum refund. You now have more cash to spend on whatever the heck you want to spend on. This tax season, go out and slay it. Maximum refund at TaxSlayer.com. And if you've been paying attention, IRS had some computer issues yesterday. Issues yesterday. So, uh, man. You still got a chance to get this thing done. TaxSlayer.com. Dan Byer, what do you got? Byer. Today, Doug, we have got... Real news, fake news. Okay, Doug. Real news or fake news. An island-wide power outage threatened the Twins-Indians game that is scheduled to be played tonight in Puerto Rico. Is that real news or fake news? That sounds like fake news. Yeah. Nope. Okay, Draymond, which one is it? Nope. Okay, that is real news. Despite despite the power outage, there are enough generators that will keep the lights at the stadium on. The generators would last 48 hours, but they're still going to play this game tonight despite the power outage in Puerto Rico. Hmm. Something tells me that our um, that maybe maybe just maybe our priorities in Puerto Rico aren't <laughs> I, completely in order. Yeah. So what, why would that be, Doug? Honey, um, do we have ice? No. Do we have air conditioning? No. Uh, do we have heat? No. Uh, like I have an electric stove. Can we? No. Microwave? No. You know what we do have? If we go to one specific part of the island, you can watch a baseball game. There is, there is tons of light there if you need. It's, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Heck, Monday, remember, they postponed the... Jays game in Toronto just for the safety of fans and now they don't have power but lights are going to be on at the ballpark so game on all right real news or fake news as part of the new Thursday night package Fox will unveil a new pregame show that features Michael Strahan as the host with Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long as analysts 
Oh, that's real news. Yeah. Yes, the show's going to air Thursday nights at 7.30 Eastern. Prior to those Thursday night games, it'll be broadcast from New York City. Makes sense. Um, one, those are huge stars. They're going to do the, it feels like a fans night sort of thing. Or, I mean, a players only sort of thing, mm-hmm. right, which Turner has done. The difference is Strahan, who's on, he's on GMA. I mean, he can host and frankly, how he can host. So I think it'll be good. I'm, I'm interested to see, you know, CBS had, I don't know. Do you know this? Like CBS had a pregame show for the Thursday night football. And I, I'm telling you, nobody watched. It was awful. Awful. Uh, it was just like, what are we? Are we supposed to be? And it was, I think James Brown hosted. It was, it was uh, on the, it was on the field. It just was not great. Was it with Bill um, Cower and Deion Sanders? That one? Was yeah, that, it was yeah. awkward. It was really awkward because you know Deion had worked for CBS before, but it didn't end well, and so they kind of had to take him because the NFL Network deal. This one feels like it makes sense. Those guys work together on Sundays. They'll also have the NFL Network crew. I'm sure they'll throw to. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm, I've been told it'll be a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, than other pregame shows. I can't wait for a network to do broadcasters only. These guys never played. It's just all, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just all broadcasters only. No! Uh, <laughs> Real news, fake news. Retired quarterback Peyton Manning didn't take an NFL TV job this season because the pay wasn't good enough. No, nah, that's fake news. Manning told a restaurant leadership conference in Phoenix that he didn't want to be a critic at this point, and that's why he reportedly turned down $10 million per year offers. Didn't want to be a critic. I mean, when was John Gruden critical of anybody? He did the job. He wasn't critical of anybody. Um, Yeah, look, some people, at least he knows what you're cut out for. You don't want to criticize anybody. You, You like being beloved. Yeah. But I suppose he wants to own and run an NFL team. Like, you make a bad decision. John Elway, beloved, butchered this quarterback situation in Denver. Has won them a Super Bowl, got them to another Super Bowl. But, you know, there's people that are are critical of you. But, okay, I I guess you just don't want to say anything publicly the negative. That's a hard thing to do for some people. And another perk of owning a Hardee's in Fort Wayne, Indiana, is getting to see Peyton Manning speak at a restaurant leadership conference. There you go. Yeah, uh, final one, Doug. Real news or fake news? Kawhi Leonard has been ruled out for tomorrow's game against the Warriors for return from injury management. It's the easiest one there is. Real news. Yes, that is the case. Spurs making it official. It's now become a game on Twitter. Yeah, no Kawhi Leonard tomorrow night either. That's game, huh? This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Keep your engine light in check with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service that helps you troubleshoot the problem. Let's get you what you need. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The only man to coach Davis Webb, Patrick Mahomes, Johnny Menzel, and Baker Mayfield. Cliff Kingsbury joins the show next on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Do, 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 do. Coming to you from the beautiful sunny city of Los Angeles, California. Keep your engine lights in check with the new fix, AutoZone Fix Finder tool. Uh, that service that helps you troubleshoot the problem. Let's get you and what you need. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Um, fascinated by the NBA playoffs, right? I mean, it used to be, remember when it was impossible when we were kids, it was impossible to win a road game in the playoffs. And Portland was traditionally rip city, tough place to win. And New Orleans goes in there without DeMarcus Cousins and with 
John Rondo and Drew Holiday gets two wins. Um, let's see if Indy can do the same thing tonight. Fascinating. Looking more and more like the Thunder won't have to play against Donovan Mitchell. Right? Like, if he was good, he'd be good. He wouldn't be questionable for tonight's game. He's got a foot. Like, your foot doesn't just hurt and then go away. It doesn't seem like that. So, we'll keep you updated on the NBA playoffs. Then there's the interesting story about Tom Brady, who hasn't committed yet. Hasn't committed yet to playing in 2018. That's a head-scratcher, right? It does feel like Brady trying to throw some of his weight around, but like, are you are you really going to not play next year? Really? Doesn't feel like a Brady sort of thing. It does feel like a Brady sort of retirement thing to have Tom versus time, but then, hey, they forgot to win the Super Bowl. Couldn't win the Super Bowl. So it, it feels like positioning yourself. And then you got baseball. Mike Socia is going to join us next hour. Shohei Otani, who struggled in the preseason and was awesome to start the year, all of a sudden gets lit up last night with the Red Sox. The Red Sox figure something out that the rest of baseball now knows. We'll find out. Um, But I still think that the NFL draft is the prime focus in our minds. Uh, Let's let's bring in a a voice of a guy who played in the NFL, was a great quarterback in college, head coach of Texas Tech. Uh, The Red Raiders have produced a litany, a litany of talented quarterbacks. I mean, think about this. From his time at Houston, Case Keenan was there for six years, lighting up football, uh, to his time at A&M when he had Johnny Manziel, to his time at Tech where um, he didn't have Maul, I believe, at the same time, but in succession he had Davis Webb, Baker Mayfield, and then Pat Mahomes. Who knows quarterbacks better than the quarterback himself? Cliff Kingsbury, Texas Tech head coach, joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, shouldn't you get a portion of all of their checks? That's what needs to be arranged and all this stuff. Cliff is I get, listen, you come to me, I'll show you how to play quarterback, but I need, I need just a, a percent or a half percent. <laughs> yeah. Cause they don't pay us well enough as college coaches. Fair yeah, enough. That, would, that would go over well. At, 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 listen, at the time when you're just coming up early on, I think you can make that. Yeah, I, mean, I could have used it. That quality control position that you, you of age wasn't paying a ton. Um, I could have taken some of that. When when you were at Houston, I rem, like I remember when I remember when Case tore his knee up. I remember the numbers. I remember how long he played, and there was always this. Well, you know, system that system, and he's small and arm strength questions. Um, did you see what he's been able to do this year as a distinct possibility? I did. I thought he was phenomenal. Then I thought he should have been a first round pick. Um, I, I think it's interesting now you have a, a six-foot Baker Mayfield who I'm very familiar with he's a tremendous player you know t- being talked about as a top five pick and you had Case Keenum who was a tremendous player when he played the UCLA's the Oklahoma State's the the Texas Tech's the bigger schools he played his best games he you know was a free agent had one even opportunity to sign with any teams and you're talking about a kid you know five or six years later being a top five pick so it just shows how wild the draft is and, and how many different opinions there are but I always thought Case had it in him uh, he persevered like crazy to get where he's at and couldn't be happier for him and the opportunities in right now I, I remember and I don't know if you recall this interview um, you had just gotten the job at Tech and you and I were talking I actually asked you a question about Manzel, and you said at the time uh, you said hey look if he really locks in on the film room and kind of digs into what it takes to be an NFL quarterback, 
um, he could he could be something special. That that's actually what you told me. And only now, a couple of years after the fall of Johnny Manziel, has he come out and said, like, look, I didn't I didn't work hard. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't prep. It wasn't until year two, and really by year two, it was it was it was too late. H- how much of what ended up being his downfall did did you see coming? I. I'm... <laughs> I knew he would have to change dramatically, and I was hoping it would be in a situation where he had a veteran guy that could kind of show him the ropes and, and wanted to help him, and, and uh, he would buy into what it takes to be an elite NFL quarterback because the skill level is there. It always has been. People will say whatever they want to say. Oh, he can't play it, but he can. It's just he has literally never tried up to this point. Um, so I, I kind of thought if if he didn't figure it out that – this could could be a problem, um, but it sounds like he, you know, he's trying to get it figured out and take that next step and come back and revive his career. And I hope he can can make that happen. He said, "Hey, Cleveland, that they should have known." Did they call you? Yes, yes. Um, and I, how I think, honest were you with them? Yeah, I mean, I mean, as honest as I, I needed to be, I guess. I, I mean, you're not going to say, "Yeah, he doesn't work at it." I mean, he doesn't try. He's just phenomenal football player and, and very athletic and get away with a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, but that, that was it. And I think they, they had enough understanding of that, that he was going to have to mature when it came to work ethic and, and studying and, and understanding um, what it takes to, to be a franchise guy. But he, in my opinion, he was worth the risk because if he did do that, the sky was the limit. And unfortunately he didn't in his first few years. And then hopefully he, he, you know, now can, can go down the right path. Cliff Kingsbury, head coach, Texas Tech, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I, I think many people remember you had an incredible career at Tech. Uh, you won the, the Sammy Baugh Trophy. Um, um, you know, you were, I think you were the, like the, the national play, AP Offensive Player of the Year in, in 2000, 2002. Um, backup of a couple of teams. You actually went to Canada. You went to Europe, I know, and played for a year. You went to Canada for a year. I, I think Johnny is now open to the idea of Canada, what I said was like, look, it sounds great that he's open to the idea of Canada, but there's a bunch of guys that go up there that can actually spin it, that can sling it. How, how competitive is it at the quarterback position to play in Canada? It, it's really talented up there. Um, that's a position they take a lot of pride in their development. Um, the guys that seem to lock in, you know, those seven or eight spots, stay there for a long time because they're good players and they understand that that style of play. So it's not like you just roll up there and take over. Um, I think it's a very competitive league. I think, you know, guys year in and year out try to make that transition, thinking it's just going to be easy. But um, there's really, really good players up there when you're talking about quarterbacks. Um, is it? Can you? Do you think that it's it's a like? Is it a a possible transition? Go up there for a year, for two years, and make it back in the NFL? Or do you do you? I like. Look, I only saw the spring tape. It wasn't great, but the surrounding talent wasn't great. It felt like high school footage, right, where there's, it's shot right. from, like, field, field level. Right. Like, if he calls you and he says, Cliff, what, what, what would you do? Like, do you, do you, what do you advise him? I, I say go up there and play. I, I do think he's a tremendous talent. I know he is. I've been around these guys that are, you know, top five picks, and Case and, and Pat are both starting um, now in the NFL, and, and he's right there. He has it. It's just – proving to people he can he can grind and work at it each and every day and so I, I think that's that's the path he's still very young he could get back to the league 27 28 which is when quarterbacks are hitting their prime and, and so i hope he he continues to play and continues to um do all the right things 
Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of Texas Tech, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. You have this kind of unique, all these incredible quarterbacks that are either getting ready for the NFL, playing in the NFL. Davis Webb, we don't really, we don't, we don't, we haven't seen in an NFL uniform. We saw him play some for you. He obviously played very well after he left. When you when you got Mahomes, he saw the handwriting on the wall, and he went and he was he was tremendous with Cal. Um, how do how do you compare and contrast? A lot of people are wondering: Do the Giants go out and draft a quarterback? And other people within the Giants organization, like, look, we got we got Davis. He's got some talent. Um, how would you describe Davis Webb to somebody who hasn't seen him play? One of those gym rat type kids. His dad was a high school football coach and a tremendous mind for the game. The hardest worker I've, I've probably ever been around. Just consumed by it. Um, knows football inside and out. He's 6'5", 230 pounds, has a cannon, accurate, quick release. I mean, everything you want. I, I think people just want to see him play, and I think the more he plays, the more snaps he gets, the better he's going to get. Um, really didn't get a, a ton of, of snaps in college because, you know, Baker was here his freshman year, and then Patrick came along, so he was kind of in and out of our lineup. Played really well senior year at Cal, and I just think – the more he plays, the better he's going to get because the work ethic is there, the skill set is there, and, and I'm excited to see what he can do. I think Pat Shermer being there, who's a brilliant quarterback mind, brilliant offensive mind, is going to do wonders for Davis, and, and I do think he has the ability to, to be a, a starter in that league. All right, so help me out with the Baker thing um, because Baker walked on and then he, he beat him out, right? And then and right. then you and then you started to lose, and then Davis came back. Or did, did Davis get hurt? Like, how did the whole Baker and Davis thing work out? Yeah, Baker, um, we named Baker the starter, and he played well. He got hurt, so Davis came in. Davis was playing well, so we kind of rode the hot hand. Then we went back to Baker at the end, um, and we just really had a miscommunication probably on my part more than anything, and, and Baker decided to transfer. and So Davis became the starter, then Patrick came in, and Davis got hurt, and Patrick took over. and, and uh, So we had some, some musical chairs there, quarterback, with all really tremendous players that are all going to make a living playing in the NFL. So I was fortunate uh, to be around those guys, and it was a fun run. Okay, so help me out with Baker. Um, I talked to an NFL GM. Cliff Kingsbury joined us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. I talked to an NFL GM Friday, and he's like, look, I know people want him to be Russell Wilson, but he's not. Um, he's got a little a case to him. Um, he's got he's got Manziel, but he doesn't have the off the field stuff that people want Manziel to be. But he's he's not he's not as athletically talented. The arm strength isn't quite what Russell's is. How would you how would you characterize when, as a quarterback? You see the position so much differently than the rest of us who just cover sports see it. How would you kind of describe Baker as a guy who walked in as a walk-on, became your starter, then obviously left and set the world afire with Oklahoma? Yeah, I think he, he has a tremendous football mind. He picks things up very, very quickly. That That's what blew me away at first. He, he got here late in the summer and was able to pick up our offense at a high enough level to become the starter. Um, you know, accurate passer, his teammates love him, has a real charisma about himself. Um, so it'll be interesting to see that, that quarterback, as you know, that position is about being in the right place at the right time, the right fit, the right situation. But I will say this every, he's been doubted at every level and every time he's wildly been wildly successful. Um, so I'm excited to see where he goes and, and what he'll be able to do. There is though, there is, there's something about him though, that like you like him, but you can't, 
Like, I don't know. He, he, he does feel like a guy who wants to fight every fight, right? Who wants to <laughs> prove everybody wrong. I mean, even even how it ended with you, right? Where it's right. like, hey, dude, I gave you a chance. And then you said miscommunication. You, you've always taken the high road in it. Like, how, how does – you've been in the NFL. You know there's there's as big egos there might be a quarterback. There's just as big or bigger egos with coaches and with front office people and with, with owners especially. Uh, how, does that, how does that act play? I think he's used it as as a source of motivation, obviously. But at some point, you, you got to pick your battles and focus on what's important, and and that's uh, being successful at that position and making sure that there's harmony in the locker room and guys respect you, and, and you know your your GM and your personnel people are in line with you and, and like how you act and how you carry yourself and your coaches as well. So I think he'll figure that out. That's a grown man's league, and and they don't play any of that stuff um, to that extent. And um, he's a sharp kid, and I I think he'll know what battles to to pick up up at that level. Cliff Kingsbury joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. I I watched Pat Mahomes play for you, and everyone, you're blown away by the arm talent, some of the athleticism. There's a lot of stuff footwork-wise he had to kind of clean up and he'd get away with in, in college. Uh, look, Kansas City trade away Alex Smith, who's co- had a career year because they, they believed that much in Pat Mahomes. What's the ceiling for Pat? I think it's through the roof. Uh, I just watching his progression from, from when we got him in high school, which he was in a great high school program and had great high school coaching, but was really raw, was more of a baseball player doing football as an afterthought. And to get here and, and watch him from year one to year three and and then even watching him in that you know, one game at the end of the year, his understanding of protections and defenses and his mechanics, his footwork, how much he's tightened it up. I mean, his, his God-given ability is insane. And, and being in a situation with Andy Reid, who's known for, for developing quarterbacks and a great offensive mind with those weapons, I just think Kansas City's going to have a lot of fun over the next 12 years watching that kid play, and, and he's just going to get better and better. Okay, so you've coached all these guys. Is he is he a, a pronouncedly better than the others in terms of his talent? You know, I, I think the arm talent, yes, as far as, I mean, not many people can throw a ball 85, 90 yards of football. I mean, it's just crazy. And, and Wait, he can throw a ball 85, 90 yards? That feels like I went fishing with I went fishing and I caught a fish that was this big, and it's really 85, <laughs> 90 yards. Nobody can do that. He can throw, I bet he can throw it 85 yards. He What's the furthest you can throw a football? Not that far. <laughs> but he uh i just think you know he is able to to make these throws from in that in the nfl it's a small space that so you got to be able to get stuff into those big line being pushing your face and he can get the ball out with velocity and with accuracy from the smallest space from the different platforms from off balance he's just able to do ridiculous things and then you you surround him with that great cast he's going to have with a great offensive mind and it's it's going to be a lot of fun all right, uh, last thing, and I want to get around to your team for a second. Um, you mentioned, and you're you're right. I mean, like the real thing in sports is it's not just about how good you are. It's got it's like all kind of got to line up, right? Like you got to have a coach. You, everybody's got to believe in you. Then you got to get the right offense. You got to get protection. You got to get my guys make plays. Sometimes you got to get a little help. Sometimes you got to sit while. Like I've had people tell me, "Hey, Josh Allen can make it and be a star, but he's got to sit the first year." Whereas Baker feels like a guy that because of his football IQ, he's got to play right away. But there are some things to the type of system he needs to play in in order to be successful what is that system and does it exist in the nfl i think what what i've seen and, and what you're seeing around the nfl is, is coaches really being more about adapting to to guys strengths at that position you get a young guy and he's got to play well guess what let's 
give him something that he's comfortable with doing. Otherwise, we're just going to lose. If, if we're trying to force, you know, this square into a round hole by having him do these big seven-step drops or these concepts he's not used to, well, let's give him stuff he's comfortable with, put him in shotgun, do pop passes, do play action, do things that he's really good at and play to his strengths. And so I definitely think he can, he can succeed. I think you've got to have a coach that's willing to adapt to his skill set and his strengths, which is how it is for any quarterback. He's going to play at a young age and, and go from there. I heard you were um, you struggled with your your spring game. You just you you were somebody who you want everything to be perfect, and you you struggle with your spring. How do you how do you manage that? Because now, like a spring game is one of those things. As fans, we go and we want to see something that makes us salivate over it. But now we don't see your team for like five or six, you know, four or five months here. How do you handle that? That I want to perfect things, but you don't have another game the next week to fix things. Yeah, that's tough. You, you think about it for a while, but. Um, as an offensive guy, you know, the spring game is tough because you want to be vanilla. You're not game planning for anything. And the defense has seen you for the previous 14 practices. And so you are, it's really a struggle. So you walk away always frustrated. And then you look at it and you say, hey, as long as we did this, this, and this, it's okay. Um, so I usually walk away from the spring game from an offensive perspective struggle. Um, frustrated, but... Um, it is what it is. The, the toughest part, like you said, is not being able to get back out there and have a game where you can correct what you need to correct. All right. Well, listen, uh, enjoy Lubbock. We'll talk soon. I really appreciate I'm unbelievable amount of insight on so many guys that everyone wants to know and who would know better than you. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it, man. All right. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, head coach of uh, the Red Raiders of Texas Tech, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. The road ahead can take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge gained for more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find agentfarmers.com. We are farmers. The biggest problem in the NBA might be bigger than you think. I'll explain next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I kind of shared this with you guys and shared it with Colin Cowherd. Uh, but obviously, like, look, I, I, uh, I understand uh, when Woj has it on his podcast, it it becomes uh, it becomes much bigger thing because he's. I mean, he does an incredible, incredible job. Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, as he's known in uh, in the media, said uh, on his uh, most recent podcast, I know of an instance of an owner berating, literally berating his coach here in the last several weeks of the season for going in and beating a pretty good team on the road and going, what are you doing? Music, didn't I say this, the cow herd, that I was, I was in New York around a bunch of NBA people and they were all checking their phones. This is during the Big Ten tournament. I called it on radio for, uh, for uh, Compass Media. And I was with, some, was with some NBA people and they're all checking their phones and they were looking, and at the time it was one uh, pretty high-ranking front office executive. And he's like, what are they doing? <laughs> yes. What I- are they doing? It's exactly what I heard. And, and. Like, again, I understand Woj's word is the law, but this is, and I said it on Cowherd, like, look at their phones, like, they're supposed to be losing, why are we winning this game? Crazy, right? Didn't I say that? Yes, you did. That's okay. correct. Just want to make sure I'm not losing my mind. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's what do they do? That's crazy. And Woj wasn't I'm trying to think I saw Woj in New York, but he wasn't sitting next to me when that happened. But it did, in fact, happen. And and actually, the front office person turned to me and his team lost his team won at the end. And said apparently those guys didn't get the memo as to why they're on the team. That's what the guy said. The tanking thing was bad this year. Bad. It's like the untold story. Is the ta- is the tanking was bad? Like that's honestly, that's what's going to be the untold story of last year in the National Football League. All any when people talk about the numbers, the ratings being down, I, I think the protests had something to do with it. But for the most part, like that thing was, and, and up until the president said something about it, it was going away. What couldn't go away was the litany of star players that were injured. There's two reasons you watch the Houston Texans. One was Deshaun Watson. The other was J.J. Watt, and they were both out. The only reason you would watch the New York Giants play late in in the middle to late in the season was Odell Beckham Jr., and he wasn't playing. But, of course, what's going to be... So, I I bring that up because as much as we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, it was more who wasn't playing. This year in the NBA, we're going to talk... You know, we'll talk about Houston and... And guys having ridiculous statistical seasons. What we're not talking about is like, yeah, half the teams were trying to lose games. This tax season, your refund goes further. Thanks to a free, thanks to the free loan tool program, you can choose from over 100 specialty tools to get the job done right. So stop in today, get in the zone, auto zone. Let's bring in Dan Beyer. Uh, Jared Dudley is going to join us in like three minutes here. What do you got? I got some baseball for you, and it's been a tough start to the year for both the Orioles and Tigers, but they at least brought some drama today. Fly ball left field. This one's deep off the bat of Machado. This one's got a chance, and that ball is gone. Oh, baby. <laughs> Dixon Machado, the walk-off winner for the Tigers. On the Tigers radio network, getting that 6-5 to five victory. Brewers just shut out the Reds for the second straight day, 2-0, while the Pirates took it to the Rockies 10-2, and the Rays doubled up the Rangers 4-2. What do you know? Cardinals and Cubs postponed again. Games going on right now. White Sox lead the A's in the second 6-2. The Jays on top of the Royals 1-0 in the second. The agency for Penn State running back Saquon Barkley denying a report they don't want him to play for the Cleveland Browns. Rock Nation refuting that Sports Illustrated report telling the Cleveland playing dealer they'd be thrilled to go to whichever team drafts Barkley. Game 2 tonight in Cleveland. Cavaliers try to even up their series with the Pacers at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Jazz and Thunder at 8 Eastern. Donovan Mitchell remains questionable for Utah. Timberwolves and Rockets at 9.30 Eastern Time. Doug? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge gained for more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Alright, place for the Phoenix Suns who... um, just happened to lose a ton of games at the end of the season. Just happened to, but he also breaks down uh, breaks down the NBA as well as anybody who plays it or calls it on TV. He's Jared Dudley, a friend of the show, who joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Adrian Wojnarowski's uh, on his podcast. Woj said that he knows of a he knows of a owner who berated his coach for winning a game late in the year. What was it like around the Phoenix Suns this year with you guys losing all these games? It was disappointing. It was disappointing because actually the owner met with us early on and had a high expectation for us early in the season, to be honest with you. So when you, when you, have, when you have that meeting with them and, and, and trying to gauge for the playoffs, we just didn't have the personnel. And so um, once Booker had his hand injury, 
he was the one person that even though we didn't have enough talent or enough experience on a game to game night, he got hot enough. He can keep, he can keep you in a game and he's so talented offensively. He won us some games. We probably shouldn't have won. But that being said is I know people talk about the tanking job. The Suns, you know, for the last couple of years have had it in their plan to accumulate enough assets. And they've done that now. And then I think that this will be the last year of you seeing it. As you see the, the candidates of the head coaches they're hiring or, or potentially hiring are all big time, all winners and all have had good experiences. And with the, with the cap space and the picks that they have, I expect a quick turnaround from starting, starting from now on for the Phoenix Suns. Okay, I, I I understand that, but like Jared, let's be honest. Like you're you're like I, I remember you guys played the one of your last wins of the year was against the Grizzlies, who I don't think anybody would argue they were tanking. Like the second they were playing good, Marcus All would come out of the game. I just wonder what that's like when you're winning a game, you go in the fourth quarter, and you can't tell a dude to not play well, so you play your youngest players or you play kind of a mismatched lineup. What's that like for you to be in a game? You're like, wait, you think you're going to lose because I'm in the game? Yeah, you know what, it's just, I get what you're saying, it's disappointing, but let's go for our first 30 or 40 games. When we had Booker, T.J. Warren did play, Tyson Taylor did play. We still were one of the worst teams. Now, we, we didn't have the worst record, but we didn't have a, it wasn't close to the playoffs. So, yes, you had more of a chance to win with those guys in the lineup, but it wasn't like, oh, hey, this team, this team is on the cusp of making the playoffs. That wasn't the case. So, yeah, towards the end, you're playing all your young guys for one, for, for them hopefully to develop and get some time. And for two, yes, the odds go up for you to, 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 to lose. But if you look at our team, the starters, the backers, we don't really have vets. It was just me and Tyson. And then once Tyson didn't play, it, it was tough for me to play because we had two power forwards that were the fourth pick and the eighth pick that they want to see, see potential. So for me, I understand it. But I, I think that we all realize now the time has come, just like in Philly after those two, three years. All right, uh, help me out. This is Eric Bledsoe after the game last night, and he is uh, – you you play with Bled, you know the league. Uh, help me out. This is Eric Bledsoe after the game uh, being asked, uh, frankly, about Terry Rozier, who he was matched up against. Terry Rozier has gotten off to a, a strong start to this series, no turnovers in 78 minutes. How personally do you take that matchup? Who? Terry Rozier. I don't even know who that is. What's going on there? All right, Bledsoe's my guy. <laughs> that being said is, he's wrong for this. He's my guy. He's frustrated. Rozier, not even Rozier, because people think, oh, Rozier's killing him. Rozier didn't make him look bad on one play. What it is is, Brad Stevens and that offense, man, like, they have five, six guys in double figures every game. They move the ball extremely well. Horford sets screens. It's a, it's, a, it's a team that can frustrate you because on the other end, defensively, they're even better. So he's frustrated being down 0-2, not playing well. We all know who Terry Rozier is. Terry Rozier, to me, is, is, is coming up real close to getting a max contract here in this next year or so, and that's when the Celtics will have to make a decision on him and Kyrie. I know people love Kyrie, and, and he's the easy one, but Rozier is for real. Um, Dude, he's not getting a max. He's not getting a max contract. I think about this. Okay, think about this. So, okay, he comes back next year. He's high potential. How do you think someone like this? So let's say someone like Phoenix Suns want a point guard, right? So kind of like what Bledsoe for the Clippers, they would have to trade the Boston Celtics for him. So once you trade the Boston Celtics for him, giving up either pieces or high picks to have on your team, he now has all the clout. So someone like Bledsoe who got 80-85, if he plays this well next year, he'll have to play into it. But if he keeps, continues this, you don't think a team like the Phoenix Suns, Orlando Magic would max him or close to max contract with him? I, I think it would be closer than you think, kind of like Otto Porter 
for the Wizards. You didn't think he was going to get a max contract. Right, and these are all, you're, you're, you're mentioning all terrible contracts, by the way. Not, what, not, yeah. Like, I understand that, that, that that's, and that's what players do, right? They're like, look, this guy, Otto Porter got this, and Eric Bledsoe, like, Eric Bledsoe's contract is so bad, Phoenix couldn't wait to get rid of him the second he signed it. So you're saying that, okay, that the teams signed that contract? It happens every year. So I get what you're saying. We can argue if it's a good contract or bad contract. I'm just telling you there's 31 teams. All 31 teams can't be can't, can't be good, and some teams that are looking for point guard play because there's a lot of teams at the bottom tier are looking for it, and you have to overpay. So if you want to get an Aaron Gordon this summer, a Jabari Parker, a team that's restricted, it's not going to just let you get them for their value of 50, 60 million. So you got to overpay to get these assets. So I'm with you. We can we can dispute that, but it'd be very hard for us to dispute that this guy's not going to get close to a max contract when it's time. Jared Dudley, the Phoenix Suns, joining me on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What's your reaction to Drew Holiday taking it to to Dame and and the Drill, Trailblazers through two games, both in Portland? Very impressive. Uh, I, I think I give credit to Alvin Gentry and the, the the defensive game plan. Drew Holiday's always been top notch defensively. Uh, what, what, are the, what, are they do, what are they doing specifically, Jared? Specifically, is you're basically you're trapping him either with every ball screen and make him give it up to so guys like Aminu, Evan Turner. And uh, and Collins, the rookie, to make shots, and this is a, this is the playoffs, and and it's easier said than done because yes, they are free, yes, they are uh, um, open, but you have Anthony Davis coming and and, and challenging a shot, which is very difficult because he, he, his length, so it's not an easy wide open shot. Some of them are, but I think they're just frustrating him, and then, and then defensively, they're having tough times guarding Rondo, guarding, guarding Drew Holiday, and putting him in a lot of pick and rolls, and I think that you got to credit New Orleans; they, they've been superb the last. Last half of the year, I think we helped him. Um, some weird happened with Minnesota. How much of it is on Carl Anthony Towns to get the ball? How much of it is on his teammates and his coaches to find ways to get in the ball? What, what's going on with Minnesota where one of the top young players in the NBA barely touches the ball down the stretch in what was kind of a winnable game in Houston? I, I always put it on the players more so than the coaches because you got to know high IQ uh, with them is they got they got three or four alpha dogs. So you have Jimmy Butler, who's a number one guy. Wiggins wants to be a number one, which I believe he's more of a two. Towns is a one. And even Derrick Rose, even though he's a role player at this stage in his career, his mindset is not a role player. He looks to shoot the ball, be a super aggressive, because that's all he knows. Then you have Tom Thibodeau, who out of all coaches in the NBA, he might call more plays than any other head coach. So every time down, he's calling a set. So it's not like they have a lot of freedom to do that. Now, that being said is once they call the set and if it's not there, they can break it off. So Towns, I don't know his personality is give me the ball. Devin Booker's like that. There's certain guys. Damian Lillard's like that. I don't know if it's Towns. Jimmy Butler's like that. I just think that Teague has to do a better job. Jimmy has to do a better job because for them to win this series, Towns has to play at a high, high level and get these guys in foul trouble when they keep switching every ball screen with them. I don't want to freak out about – about the Cavs, but I'm kind of freaking out a little bit about the Cavs. They missed a bunch of jump shots. And, uh, you know, I, I tend to think you're going to regress towards the mean, even if it's upwards. But, man, they struggled to guard Oladipo. I'm not sure they have a really good option to guard Oladipo other than to try and double him, which they tried to do. And, and heck, Bogdanovich didn't even make shots and, and in, Indy pounded them. What are your thoughts on game two? We're going to see it tonight. The Cavs get to make adjustments. Uh, Ty Luce said something weird. We never played our five best players on the floor at once. What's your thoughts on that Cavs-Pacers now that we've seen them once? I think that we all we didn't expect it to be game one, but we expect this to happen. We expect that 
Cavs are not good defensively, one of the worst defensive teams. There are going to be some games that they get handled throughout the playoffs if they even make it, keep, if they keep continuing to make it. Indiana has been one of the most solid, steady teams playing above of what their talent is. Owen Depot's a star. I think that the thing about it with LeBron, you got to do it four times. So, yes, he did it one time. I expect this game to go six or seven. Even before this, I would have picked six. With that win on the road, if you told me seven, they struggle. They, they can't stop anyone. If it's not Owen Depot, uh, besides Toronto, which they they had their number, they they've always struggled with that. They don't, they're not a good defensive team. LeBron has to play like a superhero each night. With that being said, is I don't see their offense playing that bad again. I see them winning tonight, but I could see it easily being two two when it goes back to Cleveland. Indiana's going to be a tough out for them, and I think it goes six or seven. What are guys in the league saying about Kawhi? They didn't expect it from Kawhi. They didn't know they had it. He had it in him in a sense of to, to basically go against an organization. Uh, everyone loves and respects Kawhi as a player easily. They didn't, I mean, how I'm taking it, it has how the medical team, he had a dispute with the medical team, so he went with his own guys, and now he's going about his own way because either when he came back, when he came back the first time, he re-injured it, and obviously it didn't feel this certain type of way. There's no reason that you would go to New York and then go rehab during playoffs. You're, some of those guys can give you the information and can give it to your team. So obviously there's a there's somewhat of a disconnect. We don't know how much of a disconnect. I did hear one of his trainers are there, but no one looks at him as a negative. I mean, you look at the you look at the situation like someone like Isaiah Thomas with his hip injury. I mean, before before last year's playoffs, if he was a free agent, he wouldn't have been a, if not a max contract, a really high paying player. If he was a free agent, now he's a free agent this year. What is he going to get? So your health is number one. I think Kawhi, I think, in my opinion, could he really play? Possibly. I think he's not going to risk it. And overall, he knows that some of his medical team is telling him, hey, these are ramifications if you get hurt again. Yeah, it's a thigh, though. It's not a hip, right? I just, I don't know. It's a quad, right? Or something like that? Yeah. It's a, you know, he he tore something in his quad. And I understand if you don't feel right, uh, you know, you know, you are your own best doctor, but it, it feels weird going to war with, with, with the Spurs. All right, Jared, we appreciate you joining us. Look forward to talking with you as the playoffs roll on. Thanks so much for your honesty uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Anytime. Have a good day. All right, that's Jared Dudley, my guy, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. Colin Cowherd thinks the Cowboys are going to bounce back and win the NFC East next season. Tell you if I agree or disagree, next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, man, we got a lot. To, we still have a lot to get to. Mike Sosha is going to join us next hour. When Mike Sosha joins us, Ramos, you should know that's like when Sean McVay joins us for you. That that's what happens. <laughs> I'm a big uh, Sosha fan. I love Mike Sosha. Uh, that that, but that's that's I, what I mean is. Um, you're as big oh, okay. a Rams fan as yes. music is an Angel fan. Like he, he was crestfallen last night when <laughs> Shohei Otani got lit up, <laughs> and it was I think it was like second pitch of the game, right? The Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts went yard three times. Um, Not yeah, all that, three on Shohei though. Let the record show. Let let the record state. Great. Thank thank you so thank you so much for for pointing that one out. Let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we play for you a portion of something that was uh, spoken word, uttered earlier on uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Here's Colin Cowherd on his thoughts on the Cowboys for this upcoming season. 
This is going to be outrageous. I think Dallas is going to win the NFC East this year. I think they've become a very good organization. They are young. They have 11 draft picks and only two real needs, safety and defensive linemen. They have become exceptional in the draft, finding star players beyond the first round. Demarcus Lawrence, an elite pass rusher, second round. Okay, this team knows what they're doing. Since 2013, they found a franchise quarterback in the fourth, elite pass rushers beyond the first. Um, look, and and look, they're looking for Des Bryant's replacement today at the Star. The Star's name of their facility. Um, Cortland Sutton, who, who you know, played down the street at, uh, at SMU, uh, is apparently meeting with the team. He's 6'3", 218. Um, anyway, um, I, I, that, that it's pretty obvious. Like they're, they're not even telegraphing what, what they're going to do in this draft should be pointed out. He also, uh, visited the Eagles and the bears and he's somewhere in that late first, somewhere in the second round draft pick. There's, there's some other potential options for the Cowboys in the draft, but they need it. They need a playmaker. Um, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's crazy. That's outrageous. They didn't have Ezekiel Elliott. If they had Ezekiel Elliott, they'd probably make the playoffs. Remember, Dak has to get better, but he needs somebody to throw to. He also needs Tyron Smith back healthy. You know, he needs Sean Lee to be completely healthy. They need to replace some of the some of the pieces that they have jettisoned. You know, they they need to fix in their defensive backfield. But that's not. I don't. I don't Colin makes it seem like it's outlandish. It's crazy. You kind of know what you're going to get with the Redskins. Alex Smith feels he feels like an eight and eight quarterback. That feels like an eight and eight team. The Eagles are going to be interesting because they're a bunch of guys that were super super hungry and been told no, and uh, they're going to get Carson Wentz back. But when do they get Carson Wentz back? Can they recapture that magic? And then you have the Giants, who should be better, but we still don't. We don't know what, what they're going to look like. Are they going to draft quarterback? Are they going to draft running back? Are they going to Are they going to fix other parts of their team? How do they handle um, their new coaching staff? You know, Shermer's only been a head coach once. Was for one year in Cleveland. It didn't work out, and he's an offensive guy. How does their defense look? They got, they got a lot of stuff going on, but I don't think it's. I don't think that's a crazy outlandish statement because they were probably a playoff team if Zeke Elliott wasn't suspended last year. But let's see what they do in terms of adding a skill position player. I, I I won't dispute that Des Bryant is not the player he used to be, nor was he worth the $16 million cap hit. But I will tell you, he could until he's replaced, there isn't anybody as a wide receiver that can make plays even at the level of Des Bryant. And that's what the Fox said. Wouldn't you love a bigger refund? Tax Slayer was rated highest for maximum refunds. You have more cash to spend on whatever the heck you want to spend it on. This tax season, go out and slay it. Max your refund at taxlayer.com. We got a ton to get to next hour. Mike Sosha is going to join us. Mike Sosha is going to join us. But uh, maybe most interestingly is some stories continue to drip, drip, drip out of New England. There is a... There's a little bit of a parallel between New England and, and San Antonio, right? Star players not loving how they're being handled. We're going to play for you something from Tom versus Time. And then you'll think about the timing. Then you'll start to understand some of the messaging that's taking place. Why hasn't Tom Brady committed to playing in 2018? It's pretty simple. 
and complex at the same time. We'll share it with you next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. What up? It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Mike Sosha, manager, Halos, first place in the AOS. He's going to join us upcoming in ooh, 15 minutes or so. I saw this note. Uh, you know, the uh, the Padres got to Kenley Jansen last night. Did you guys see that? Did you, Ramos, did you stay up and watch the Dodger game? I did, yes. Um, I kind of, I, I think there's a Kenley problem there. Look, we saw this with the Cubs and their bullpen. Um, and uh, something that happened to them at the end of, like, do, do you remember what happened to the Cubs when they won the World All that people ever remember is they won the World Series, right? Do you remember one of the things that, uh, that happened that you know forced a game seven that they almost didn't win the World Series. How much of that? How much of that do you remember? How much of just the final scores do you remember? Uh, I do remember they they seemed to overuse their bullpen uh, yeah, they, in the World Series. I know and Chapman. anybody in particular they used basically Chapman. three. Uh, yes, Araldis Chapman. And you remember to start the year, Araldis Chapman back with the Yankees really really struggled to start the year, right? Have have you seen the numbers for Kenley Jansen to start the year? I mean, here's a guy who was a dominant closer, dominant closer last year, and Kenley Jansen to to start the year this year um, is anything but. He's got an eight point one zero ERA. Now, small sample size, no question about it, no question about it. Small sample size, uh, but he he's pitched six and two thirds innings. He does have seven strikeouts. He's walked three, something he didn't walk people last year. Given up eight hits, six earned runs in six and two-thirds innings. Like, that's terrible numbers. And so there's a little bit of that hangover. But I was, uh, I was, I was looking at Padres' uh, Dodgers. The Dodgers face Luis uh, Perdomo tonight. Okay? In 30 innings against him, they've scored 30 runs. I feel pretty good about the Dodgers tonight. Um, anyway, he's also the guy. He's one of the guys that got in the fight in Colorado, I believe, didn't he? And this, this anyway. is the second year, right, of Jansen's contract. This is an $80 million contract. It's like a five-year <laughs> contract. So, Yeah, I don't like long. I mean, it's it's interesting. The Dodgers, uh, they were I – a, I have a couple buddies who are relievers, and you go back three, four years ago, and, you know, they were, hey, we're not giving any relievers longer than two-year deals. And so, of course, Kenley Jansen, dominant closer, they gave him a five-year deal, and year two, he's falling apart. Now they can withstand, they can withstand some. You know that that's a team that can withstand a bad contract or two because of how they're built and because they have so many guys playing that are under club control. But the the problem with a closer with a bad contract is like, what do you what do you do? What do you do when he just loses it? And right now he right now he has not been sharp so far. But like, look, same thing happened with Araldis Chapman last year, and uh, there was a, a turnaround that took place. We'll just see. But that that long, that lengthy postseason, man, that lengthy postseason is not the best thing in the world for, especially for closers. Um, and when you know closers are overused, Chapman, by the way, this year seven innings pitched, has struck out fourteen in comparison, right? That's twice as many in just about the same number of innings and fewer batters faced, and he has a 2.57 ERA. So there it has been a bounce back, but that takes a lot that takes a lot of years of life off of you. Interesting tweet today from Adam Schefter. Now it feels like a planted tweet. 
And and this is what happens. Look, I don't have the 7 million followers that Adam Schefter has, but I get this all the time. I get people I like in sports that text me something that's interesting. They're like, you know, and then, you know, I feel, do I tweet this out? Do I not tweet this out? How do I? Schefter tweets out that, you know, sources close to Tom Brady say he is not committed to coming back and playing next year. Not com- not committed to, that doesn't mean he's not coming back and sources close to him say that he's, and then we look back and we, we watch Tom versus time. Here's from the final episode. Remember how the, the final episode took a little bit of extra time for them to edit. Remember that? It's almost like it was a surprise ending. Here's Giselle, Brady's wife, Giselle Bunchton, on Tom Brady in the last episode. These last two years have been very challenging for him in so many ways. And I think he just wants, you know, he, he tells me, I love it so much and I just want to go to work and feel appreciated and have fun. I just want to have fun. And there is a, there is the, the narrative of New England is, it's not fun. Remember, Gronk said, look like they're having fun. You've had other people say it's just not fun to be there. Um, so, you know, and I'm damn the Amendola's like, look, a lot of things that, you know, it, he's tough to play for. We wouldn't have been at the ring ceremony if not for, for Belichick, but it, it's not fun. There is the sense that's not fun. This is, um, this feels like a, you know, I want to be wanted sort of thing. This is the, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, Ramos can relate. Music can't relate yet. <laughs> you oh, know? Like, Where are we look, going? On a, no, on a Saturday night, right? Like on a Saturday night, when you're married, you know where we're going to end up, and you know kind of the, there's a little level of expectations on both ends, especially on the male, male end of things. But it's like, look, you, you have to take me out to dinner. We have to have a conversation. We got to, you know, there's got to be a, a little bit of bridge. You can't just like come home, Saturday, you know, Saturday night from ball games and put the kids to bed. You take a shower and it's like, that's just not the way it it works. It's not the way it works. I mean, we do wish it worked that way, but it's not the way it works. I don't think John can relate. I think you're on your own here, Doug. John, you can't relate to that? He's just being funny. Right? Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. It's not any different. Here's, Here's one. Okay, maybe here's a less. There's a no sexuendo in this in this at all. If you go to uh, Ramos, Roots, Chris Fleming, yes, um, yes. Now you're talking, Doug. Okay, so, so what's your favorite of the of the big name brand steakhouses? Which is your favorite? They're all. By the way, if any of them are thinking about sponsoring the show, <laughs> you're all great. Morton's, you're great too. Yes, Morton's brings out the steaks for you, like shows it to you. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for the place that brings in the cow. All right, here's the cow. And look at how good a cow this is. And we're going to cut that part off it right there. And the cow's like, right? But that's basically Morton's bringing out this beautiful piece of steak and promises you. And like Ruth's Chris, oh, that first bite is Mm. amazing. And they cook it. I think they cook it in butter. And then you're like, oh, my God. Okay, so look, they're all amazing. Pick your, what's your favorite uh, name brand steak destination? I enjoy the Flemings. I took Suzanne there for our... Wedding anniversary and enjoyed it immensely. Okay, so Fleming, what did you order? Uh just a steak. I mean, you know, medium, medium rare. No, but what what cut? Oh, I think it was a uh, was a porterhouse. Is that what it is? I don't know. I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. There, I just John. Por- I don't know. John, John, I wasn't there. 
Are you sure I you knew, weren't there? I, I, listen, I, I, I appreciate the fact <laughs> you think I'm bright enough to know everything, but I will tell you this. I was not at your anniversary dinner with your wife, and I do not read minds. I mean, I can look at you right now and think I'm reading, but you're like, yeah, it was a porterhouse. Like, you know, okay, sure. Doug, when I'm around women, I just get lost. I don't really remember what I ordered, to be honest. Now, I know that's a, a great line. Now, that's, Suzanne, obviously, that's a great line. Like, honey, I don't even remember what I ordered because I was just looking at you, right? Yes. And she's, swoon, did you order an appetizer? Uh, yes, wedge salad. Suzanne loves the wedge salad, so we you ordered split, that. You guys split the wedge yes, salad? Yes, we split it, yes. Split it was awfully large, yes. Okay. Um, did you order any sides with the steak? Uh, I like mushrooms. Uh, what does Suzanne like? Did she get? She doesn't really like anything on the side, no. She got a baked potato. She got a baked potato. I guess that's a side. Which yeah. is like a gargantuan. That is a, considered a side. Because everything yeah. else is a la carte at these steak places, right? And And so, look, my point is... Like if you just add like a cowboy ribeye to me is like the if, well perfectly cooked is the greatest thing ever and I don't really I don't need the the I don't need the small talk I don't need the appetizers I don't need dessert like I came there to get a perfectly cooked cowboy ribeye it's a better quality of steak than I can usually purchase at home and I don't have to cook it I don't have to worry about burning it like if you burn it you take it back if you undercook it you take it back that ain't on me. Like, we all just come here for the steak, and we know we're getting the steak, but, you know, they want to make, do you ever want a drink first? Do you want an appetizer first? Do you want a salad? Do you want sides? There's all this other stuff that you have to get when you have a restaurant, where the truth is, like, look, it's all coming from the steak. That's Tom Brady. He's going back for the steak. Whether it's porterhouse, cowboy ribeye, whether he's going to go petite filet, which... Like I, petit filet is pretty great because it does leave you wanting a little bit more. Like you're like, ooh, I can have the filet, but I can have the petit filet and I want a little bit more and then I can eat the appetizers. And I don't feel like I just, and I can have dessert or you can have an extra beer, an extra glass of wine. Anyway, whatever the cut of steak you are, the truth is you can keep coming back. Guys can keep coming back for steak. But after a while, you're like, you know, look, kind of want to have some cream spinach. Kind of want to have baked potato. Like to have some mushrooms. That's all that's at work here with Brady. I think there's there's a chance. I don't know how great. There's a chance Brady was going to walk away after the Super Bowl. Right? You're doing think think about it now. I, would it have would it have hurt the Patriots? Probably, especially considering they trade away Jimmy Garoppolo. But you get to a Super Bowl. Your wife clearly doesn't want you to play. Right? She's the one who n- nothing. There's no way Giselle misspoke or did just happen to mention. Oh my gosh, did I mention that he had concussions last year? Oh, I'm sorry. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> and she said that for a reason. She doesn't want him to play. She actually likes Tom Brady. He's the mother of her he's he's a he's the father of her children and the, she wants to ride off into the sunset. They got tons of money. They got a house with a moat. <laughs> I got a house with a moat. You can't, there's nothing more you can, once you get a house with a moat, there's nothing more you can do. Anyway. Um, and Brady is like, look, I, I, this is what I got to do. But whether it's the fact your wife wants to have dinner and conversation before <clears throat> Saturday night, or whether it's, you know, like, look, you, I, I just keep coming back for steak dinner. I know ultimately I'm going to have steak, but I need an appetizer. I need a drink. I need a wind down. He wants to feel loved. He wants to be recruited. They all do. 
Adam Schefter tweets out, Patriots quarterback Tom Brady still not committed to playing in 2018, even though people who know him believe he's coming back. Of course he's coming back. There's another one from uh, Doug Kayad, who covers the team. Patriots have expressed interest in drafting UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen. Mm, now we get interesting. Why do they need two first-round picks? A team that has no value for early draft picks has two first-round picks? Hmm. Tom Brady wants to feel loved. He wants to feel respected. He wants, you know, he wants to be taken out to dinner before he's taken home. And the Patriots are just like, look, you're quarterback of the Patriots. We just went to the Super Bowl. We lost a game. Get back to work. Here's the steak. He's like, I, I really want potatoes al gratin. The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge gained for more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. By the way, while we're talking about all these expensive steakhouses, how great are going to those on somebody else's dime or somebody else's expense report, right? Like, just come on. This is things that are relatable to all of us. Oh, 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 the boss is picking up the tab, right? You're like, ah, we could go to, we could go to this place. It's relatively inexpensive. No, the boss is picking up the tab. Oh, let's go to the steak place. Yeah, we're ordering apps and desserts. No question. Angel skipper Mike Sosa joins the show. I want to ask him about their incredible start and what went wrong for Shohei Otani last night at the Big A. That's next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You know, one of the things you find when you're uh, when you talk to baseball people, it's like, look, different leagues are are different, and um, you know the 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 American League and specifically the American League East, that's a power pitching, power hitting league. And man, did uh, did that become evident? Mookie Betts, twenty three year the uh, the star for the the Boston Red Sox, had three home runs. And some of this is Shohei Otani. You know, the 23-year-old allowed three runs in two innings, yielding a homer to Mookie Betts. But but he was removed from the game because of a blister that he had apparently developed during his last start to Oakland. So I don't know if this is a Rich Hill type of deal, right, where you got a, a you know constant blister problem, or it's a it's a new blister problem. There's a lot to get to, but this it's been a fascinating season. If you've been paying attention to Major League Baseball. Like the Angels have had a remarkable turnaround. Now, you you want to balance it out. And you want, all right, let's wait till we get to May. Wait till we get to June to see if, if this is in fact real. Especially those of us, Ryan Music and I, Ryan produces the show, who are Angel fans. Like we just, you're waiting for the, the injury shoe to drop. And then, of course, Otani, you know, Showtime comes back to Anaheim. They got the Red Sox, two of the best teams in baseball. And it, it doesn't go well. So is that the reality? Is that just a bad game? Let's uh, welcome in Mike Sosha, longtime manager for the Los Angeles Angels. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, I was I know weird couple of days, right? When you're in Kansas City, terrible weather. He was supposed to pitch on Sunday, and then he doesn't pitch till Tuesday, and he, he has he has that blister. Did did you know of the blister before he started last night, Sosh? Uh, he had had the blister, Doug, a little bit towards the end of spring training when he was working on. Um, his split finger, uh, it wasn't an issue. He says it's a good sign when he gets it. Uh, it didn't really affect him his first two starts. Uh, he threw the ball very well and um, started off yesterday, uh, warmed up well, got into the game, and it just kind of uh, 
it kind of reappeared a little bit. Um, so this is all a process he's been through before. We're pretty confident that it's manageable, and uh, we'll we'll go day by day, and hopefully he's on board for his next start. Okay, when you're sitting there in the dugout in spring training, we're all watching it, and we're like, all right, maybe the kid doesn't have it. What, what were what were your thoughts when you when you saw him? He struggled some pitching, he struggled some hitting as well. What, what was your honest thoughts on what what were your honest expectations of what we would see from Otani to start the year? Well, first of all. There's no doubt that Shohei had it and has it, um, and we knew this when we, before we even had a conversation with him in the winter. Uh, um, th- this guy is a special talent, and um, you know, just watching all the video and uh, when he was pitching against some of the top major league hitters who go over on the Japan tour, um, he was he was going through them like uh, you know, warm knife through butter. It was unbelievable how well his stuff played. His stuff is really it's. Um, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's unique stuff and it's premium stuff, and so you know it's in there. Now, in spring training, as he kind of was getting acclimated, uh, he would show signs of what we were looking for, but it wasn't there until really a couple times in his last couple workouts. You started to say, "Okay, this is where he's putting pitches together. This is what he's working on." Okay, I can see that coming, and uh, and the first start in Oakland, it was there. So um, so he's ready for the challenge. Uh, last night was obviously one we'll turn the page on. But uh, you know, Shohei is um, his talent is real. What what has he shored up hitting? What has he what has he changed? Uh, obviously, I mean, there's a his hitting style we've seen at least once before, right? But we've we never saw Ichiro with this type of power. What has he changed from spring training as he's kind of adjusted to major league pitching? Well, I think he kind of has um, has settled into. Uh, um, a mechanic that he used in in Japan before. It's a little bit less of a kick, but he still is is loading and generating power. Uh, and I think that uh, just just to help uh, give him a little more, little better margin of error on the timing aspect of it, he went to this until I think he starts to learn pitchers a little bit more. And he's been hitting the ball very hard, so we're uh, you know we're excited that uh, you know when he's in the batter's batter's box. All right, lost in. Everyone's fascination with him, and of course, watching Trout is something I paid attention to. When you got Anderson Simmons, everybody said, "Hey, defensively up the middle, Angels got that thing. Best defensive uh, shortstop in baseball, but can't hit right. No power at all." And then last year, tremendous season. You're like, "All right, maybe that's the outlier." And he started out this year hitting well. What have you guys changed with Anderson Simmons? Well, you know, I think Anderson is um, is a hitter that. Uh, started off um, in Atlanta and, and showed that he's uh, he's a guy that can hit the ball out of the park. Um, uh, he's not trying to do that now, but he definitely had more offense in him than he showed a couple years ago with us. Uh, he's hitting the ball harder. He's using the whole field, which I think is is important in the type uh, of hitter that Anderson is. And when he gets a pitch, um, you know that he can drive. Um, he's, he hits it hard and has a chance to hit it out of the park. So he's a, a much improved offensive player. I shouldn't say much improved. I think he's settled in. He knows the league. He's comfortable. Uh, he's definitely uh, um, you know, better in the batter's box now than he was a couple years ago with us. Mike Sosha joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Angels seemingly lost last night 13-4 to start this season, and the run differential special. Um, a couple of things that you guys are working through. A six-man rotation, uh, juggling all these kind of different moving parts. What's that like for you? I, I don't believe there's ever been a time – in your long career as a manager, you've had the six-man rotation. You've had this this number of guys you're trying to trying to work in. What are the challenges to that depth of starting pitching? 
Well, the reality is, uh, with with the off days we've had, we've actually only been at five men for uh, for most of the season. Uh, we'll add a six men coming up this weekend, a six man, and then uh, we've got some off days. So uh, we'll see when um, you know we'll see how we might adjust the roster, uh, you know, with those off days and how things you know that affects some things. But um, I don't think it's been uh, it's been tough for us. I think the pitchers understand it. They might be pitching someday on normal rest. Uh, Someday on, uh, you know, they'll get that that sixth day. And right now, Otani's been throwing once a week. So um, we're working around some things, and and uh, hopefully that'll settle in because it's an important part of our club. All right, he said he's he wants to play more. He obviously wants to hit more, and you have to balance it, right? There has to be he has the schedule as a pitcher, and then you're trying to work him in as a hitter and as a DH. Plus, you got you know pool holes, so you want a DH as well. Um, what's your general sense of how much you can increase his workload as a hitter as you get further into the season? Well, right now we're playing as much as we possibly can uh, within reason. Uh, there's no doubt that at some point he's got to take off that, uh, you know, that batting helmet and put his uh, baseball cap on and be a pitcher. Uh, either throwing his bullpen, getting ready for his next start, uh, you know, recovering after he pitches, and then he put the batting helmet on and become a hitter again. Uh, we're going to balance it, um, and Shohei understands this. I think that uh, in, you know when he was asked the question, he said, like, like any player, you want to play more, uh, but he understands the situation right now and, um, and knows that there has to be a balance of what he can bring in the batter's box and on the mound. Uh, you know, look, baseball has, has obviously changed in the past couple of years to where it's you know, strikeout, walk, home run. No better embodiment of that than your team. You, you lead the American League in home runs, 26 so far on the year, and this is off a night to which the other team was hitting the ball out of the ballpark. Um, is you know, look, I saw Bryce Harper hit a broken bat one out of the park. Like, is this is this swing plane? Is this the fences being moved in? Is this the ball? Like, so, so how how has this happened to where we took performance enhancing drugs out of the game, and yet now all of a sudden the last couple of years the ball is just flying out of the park? Well, I think there's been a combination of things. I think that, uh, you know, I don't know if there's any era in baseball where you've had, um, you know, so much power and power swings infused into a game. Um, even guys that maybe, uh, you know, are on the verge of being, uh, not really being home run hitters, are uh, experimenting with getting some extension and getting the ball in the air and hitting the ball hard. Um, I think that uh, although uh, a lot of organizations and there's there's a train of thought where strikeouts just another out, we don't believe in that. Uh, but some clubs are really uh, forgo a two strike approach, just try to hit the ball hard all the time, and uh, that'll lead to more strikeouts. But on the other side, it uh, you know will lead to um, you know higher exit velocity and possibly you know more uh, slugging percentage in, in the form of home runs or doubles or whatever. So. I think there's a lot of things going on in baseball. Um, I think we're a team that has this potential. Uh, you know, this is the first time we have had Justin Upton for a whole year. We only had Justin Upton for 30 days last year. And putting a guy like that in the middle of your order uh, certainly makes it, uh, you know, makes it better for any hitter that's in there to, to hit the ball. You know that uh, Ian Kinsler's got the potential to hit um, home runs. You know, Zach Cozart hit 20-plus uh, last year in Cincinnati. Uh so I, I think we do have power within our um, our lineup, and right now the guys have been hot. They're hitting the ball out of the park, and um, you know we hope it continues. You know, you know, look, you started off the year against a Cleveland team. That's a playoff caliber team, right? Then then you sweep uh, Texas. You know, a, usually a playoff caliber team. But I I kind of I kind of wonder if, and it's not just this homestand. After the homestand, you go to the, the the champion. You go to Houston, then back with the Yankees. 
this feels like a really good litmus test early on to see exactly where you guys are, considering, I think, and I don't know what your expectations are, but you're exceeding everybody else's expectations. These next 10 games or so, is that, is that a really good test for where the Angels should expect to be once we get you know, to the end of summer? Well, you know, you know Doug, to be honest with you, uh, every schedule, every game on the schedule is a tough game, and you've got to play well when you're playing in the major leagues uh, to, to win a ball game. So I don't really look at like, who we're playing or where we're playing, but how we're playing the game. And I don't really see this as any any test because, um, you know, what's going to happen here in April if we play really well in these 10 days uh, is not going to have any bearing on where you are at the end of the year. There's too much baseball left. So I, I think that uh, in context of facing good teams, um, sure, we're, we're going to face good teams and you're going to face good bullpens and you have to play at a certain level to beat these guys to get the game on your terms and hold leads. Uh, but I don't think that um, it's necessarily the litmus test to see where we are or how our team's going to fare for the whole season this next week. Um, we know what the challenge in front of us. We know what we have to do. We know where we have to improve, and that's what we're going to focus on the, to, to get better through the summer, and we feel we're a caliber, uh, championship-caliber club, and the only way to do that is to go out there and play hard every day and, uh, and get it done. Where is that? Where is that, where is that place of most improvement that's needed, Soch? Well, I think that if you look at where our rotation's been, our starting rotation, just in uh, these first couple uh, weeks, it's been a little bit in a state of flux. You know, Andrew Heaney was out for a while and just came back. Nick Tropiano just came back. Uh, You know, we lost J.C. Ramirez for the year. Um, You know, we're still waiting on Matt Shoemaker to see when he's going to pick up a ball, but hopefully he'll pick it up and be able to come back. So, you know, we did get nicked up in the beginning. We're trying to find that continuity on the pitching side where – you know, we're actually averaging less than five innings of start for from our from our starters, and that's that. You know, that's just not sustain, sustainable. Uh, and our bullpen, although I think we're seeing some good things evolve, uh, you know, we're throwing we've thrown more innings than anybody in our league out of the bullpen. So, you know, we can't sustain that. We need to get a little bit of balance there. So I think that will improve during the season, and I think we have a good lineup that matches up uh, our everyday lineup matches up against lefties or righties, and. Um, on the offensive side, I think we're, we're we're going to continue to score runs. You've obviously done this for longer than anybody consecutively in Major League Baseball, but I, I have to think there's a there's a little different hitch in your giddy up when you step on the field last night and there's 44-8. You know, last time against Oakland, 44-7. I, I know some of it's Shohei Otani, and obviously some of it's Trout, but but for people for for people to recognize at least locally what this team can be th- that that's got to make it different to go to the park every night well we've had great fan support here um you know for years we've drawn over 3 million fans uh for I don't know how many straight years but i think the you know the thing that gets us all excited is, is are, you know are the players uh we we have a deep team this year i think we're good in a lot of important areas and that makes it fun to go out there and know that um it's not just what Mike Trout does that's going to, you know, be the, uh, you know, be the final uh, answer to how we play on a given night. Uh, we've got a deep club, and uh, you're seeing you're seeing Albert Pujols uh, swing the bat better than he has in probably four or five years. I mean, he's really hitting the ball hard. Uh, you know, all these things are going to be important as we move through the season. So that's what we're excited about. And uh, if we can make the improvement on some of the things I, I talked about already with our rotation and our, and our bullpen, uh, we're, we're definitely going to have an exciting summer. All right, you get Parcella tonight going against Skaggs. That should be a good one at uh, 7.07 at the Big A. Uh, Sosh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you joining us on a game day. Unfortunately, Shohei uh, wasn't able to stay in the game last night. But we appreciate you spending some time with us here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Doug, thank you.
All right, that's Mike Sosha, longest tenured manager in Major League Baseball, and the Angels off to a red hot thirteen and four start. Although they were stomped last yeah, last night by the by the Boston Red Sox. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. This tax season, your refund goes further at AutoZone. Thanks to the free loan tool program, you can choose from over 100 specialty tools. Help you get the job done right. So stop in today and get in the zone. AutoZone. Let's bring in Dan Byer. Dan, um, do I, I'm like, now that we've kind of pacified uh, me and music's needs for our manager of choice, right? Sure. Does that, does that mean we need to go in and... Uh, and get uh, Craig Council manager of choice. Yeah, Craig Council. You know what? I, I I will say this. You don't have to go that far. You could just allow me to do this. Check swing, strike three, called, and this one is over. Right on the outside corner, and Pennington caught looking, and the Brewers take game three, two nothing, and take the series two games to one. First time they've ever swept the Reds. In back-to-back games, uh, back-to-back shutouts. So last night, one nothing win. Tonight or today, a two nothing win for the. How Brewers. long have they been in the National League? Um, fifteen years. Longer? About twenty. Yeah, I think years? it was. I like, guess it was maybe. Yeah, it was around like two thousand. Yeah, around that. Around that time. Yeah, yeah. it's been. A, yeah, it's been a while. Maybe ninety ninety eight was the year, but twenty years they've been in the National League. Right now, in third place. In that National League Central, as all the teams are looking up at the Pittsburgh Pirates, who dropped the Rockies today 10-2. Former Blue Jay outfielder Jose Bautista signing a minor league deal with the Braves. The agency for Penn State running back Saquon Barkley did not report they don't want him to play for the Cleveland Browns. Three playoff games in the NBA tonight. Pacers at the Cavs, Jazz at the Thunder, while the Rockets home in Houston taking on the Timberwolves, Doug. When did you get Andy Green on? Sure. I, what, yeah. what do you think? Do you, do you think, hold on, don't, don't mention who it is. Uh, do you think Ryan Music or John Ramos have any idea who Andy Green is? I'm going to say yes and yes. Ramos, do you know who Andy Green is? I hate to burst your bubble down, but it doesn't pop into my head at, at this it's moment. It's not. It's not a pop name. It's it's yeah. just not. It's it's not. Music. Do you do you know who Andy Green is? I'm going to go starting pitcher for the Brewers. No, I have no idea. <laughs> no, he he's the manager for the for the Padres. Don't worry, dude. I, I don't think I could get all the baseball managers. I don't. That's I, tough. It, we, we, we could do a, you know, we, we could do a uh, real or re, real manager name. You know, is do we actually know the manager or don't know? Socha is like, I, I don't even know how, how the Angels would feel. It would just feel weird without him being there. He's been an Angel manager so long, people don't even remember that he was the Dodgers catcher. Right, like you don't even, yes. you don't even, you don't even, you don't even ask yep. him the, the the old Dodger question anymore, right? That, that like doesn't even. He feels more like an like he's well. The you go to the Angels, you see Pujols, you see Trout, and you see Sosha, right? Like those are the three guys. Now you see Otani. I was asking Ryan, how long do you think he has left to be? I mean, to to manage? Do you think he's getting getting close to finishing it up? He's been there for a long time. He, he's not old. How old? How, how old? I'm, I haven't looked. I'm going to go. He's fifty three. Is he fifty three? I don't think he's not sixty yet, right? I'm going to go fifty three. Are, are we letting everyone guess, or are you just sure? Want to tell sure. You? Guess without guess without. Can you guess without looking? Well, I know the answer. Oh, you know the answer already. Yeah, okay. I was going to say. I was actually going to say like sixty one. I would say like sixty four. 
I think he's in his 50s. I, I guess 53, it might be a little young. So if we're going prices right rules, technically Doug wins because yes! he is he's fifty nine. <laughs> he oh, okay. Yeah. He's fifty nine. But then Dan, you said he was sixty, so in terms of actual proximity, you were yeah, actually but yeah, closest. but he went over. He went right. over. He should have so. done one dollar, right? <laughs> I, I, I think Mike <laughs> Sosha is fifty four. <laughs> yeah. Twelve months old. Um, everybody's favorite game is Plinko. Why is no. that? Is is Plinko is not the one with the yodeler, right? What's the no, that's one? Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger is the best one. Mm, I like the punch game. Mm. You get to punch the paper, and then they pull out the dollar amounts. Yep. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. There's there's nothing funnier to me than when some idiot wears a Plinko shirt and they get to play the game like switch them. Where it's just like a TV <laughs> and handbags. Like they're so excited to be on the prices right. And then they get one of the crappy games when they're wearing their Plinko shirt. Oh, I love the disappointment. Not everybody gets to play Plinko. Um, okay, so do, do you have a, have you in your mind when you spin the wheel, do you have a, like a theory in mind of how, like, do you have a feel for what, how, what you would do where you, like, say, let's say you're spinning first, right? So somebody mm-hmm. has to, do you, like, do you know how hard you would spin it? Would you try and spin it to go around like twice? Would you just try and spin it as hard I would, as you can? I would, I would go power spin. Yeah. And I spin if, again, if I get under 70. So even if I get 65, I'll spin again. But if I get 70, I'm going to keep it. Ramos? I agree. I would just really grab the top and pull it down. Yeah. John Ramos would be a great yeah. contestant on The Price is Right, wouldn't he? We need to make this happen. I know it's not the same prices right with Drew Carey hosting it, but still, um, you know, spay and neuter your cats, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, he would just, you know, he had the great laugh, great smile. The crowd would go crazy for him. Music, can we make this happen? Can we find a way to get Ramos on the prices right? It's got a film right down the street over in Burbank, doesn't it? I'll, I'll make some calls and some emails, Doug, see what we can do. All right, I appreciate that. <laughs> Music has no idea what we're talking about. It's just so beyond. <laughs> no way. No. Okay. No, I do. I do like the Price is Right. Price is Right is the TV show that I would always watch when you when... skipped school because you were sick. Right. That's that's what I'm, I'm oh, saying. Yeah. Okay. So what was your? Do you, what else do you remember about being sick? Because because this is like this is all of our childhood kind of together, uh, right? Judge, Judge Judy. Um, yeah, Judge Judy wasn't around then. I, I mean, that's it. Really, it was mainly just Price is Right and Judge Judy. Cartoons to Price is Right to Nickelodeon, right? You can't do that on television. I used to watch that some. Uh, maybe a little Voltron. Maybe a little um, uh, uh, Smurfs. If you had cable, you'd go to Fraggle Rock. You could watch some of that. Uh, Byer, did you grow up a cable or no cable? Cable. Yeah. And it was. was your, do you remember your pattern when you were sick? Um, it was. I know that there was a TBS WGN combo with some Welcome Back Cotter. Mm. Uh, Welcome back, Hotters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was more about the old sitcoms than anything else. Yeah, the old sit. Well, we had those. We had ta- my dad had all in the family tapes. We always recorded uh, Cheers. We have tons of Cheers tapes. We were a Cheers family, and of course, then you could also in the summer, which you wouldn't be sick in the summer, but late spring if you were sick, you could watch a Cubs game, right? And Cubs. They used to be the Superstation WGN. Nobody watched the Braves game, even though they're both kind of putrid teams. I watched Mark Grace, who's from Tustin High School, same high school I went. So went to. The road ahead is bound to take some unexpected turns. Farmers Insurance can help you understand your coverage options with our practical knowledge gained for more than 90 years of experience. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. 
Will Joel Embiid play against the Heat in Game 3? I'll tell you next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. We are mm, one week and a day from the NFL draft. Should be fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Brady still dodgy about uh, about uh, playing next season. Um, we'll learn a lot. Like, you can just learn a lot about a team based upon who they draft. You know? I mean, perfect example is what happens with the second pick of the draft. I'll say this, that if, if I thought Bill Belichick had any reserves about about coaching the Patriots next year, any reservations, he would have taken the Giants job. That's that's the that's the organization he has the best relationship with outside of New England in the NFL. That job was open and and he didn't take take it. He nothing. That means he knows he's good where he is in New England. I don't think there's any thought that he that he wants to get out of New England or he's uncomfortable there. But I do think that Brady wants a little bit of intention, wants a little bit of love. Let's get to the press. The press. Wouldn't you love a bigger tax refund? Tax Slayer was rated highest for maximum refund. So you have more cash to spend on whatever the heck you want to spend it on. This tax season, go out and slay it. Max refund at taxlayer.com. Programming note Jarvis Landry joins the show tomorrow. Ronald Jones joins the show tomorrow. Baron Davis allegedly joins the show tomorrow. And Chris Broussard will join the show tomorrow. Jam packed show for you. What do you got for me, Dan Byer? Utah Jazz guard Donovan Mitchell did take part in shoot-around today, but considered questionable still for tonight's Game 2 against the Thunder with his bruised left foot. Yeah, I'll think of play. Look, I don't think they're going to win this series or win tonight anyway, even with him healthy. But with him not 100%, I don't, I don't see enough offense from the Jazz. Makes me, makes, makes me say take, take Oklahoma City, absolutely. 76ers considered center Joel Embiid doubtful for their game three tomorrow against the Miami Heat because of his facial fracture. So they haven't ruled him out completely, but doubtful to play tomorrow in that series that's tied up at a game apiece. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, listen, I understand it's by it's his eye, but he's got a mask. I mean, what are the chances? I don't know. Doubtful doesn't mean that he won't play. Doubtful does not mean he won't play. How about this for the Boston Globe? Ben Volan tweeting a little while or so ago that they are changing the kickoff times for the NFL's primetime games for the upcoming season. So Monday Night Football, which was previously an 8.30 Eastern time kick, would start at 8.15. Sunday Night Football and Thursday Night Football would start at 8.20 Eastern time. Sunday Night Football used to start at 8.30 Eastern, while Thursday Night Football moved up five minutes. So the kickoff times moved up a little bit for the primetime games. Okay, but that moved up for East Coast time, but for West Coast time, like, look, I, I just don't think you can have Thursday Night games or Monday night games uh, on the West Coast. Like you just like like San Francisco, no. L.A., L.A., no. Uh, Oakland, no. That's a disaster. So I get for I've, I've lived on the East Coast, and though I liked it because my kids went to bed and I could watch games and nobody would bother me, I, I understand that a couple minutes here or there saves you games going into the next day. Uh, on the other hand, it, how can you put those games on the West Coast? Another reason, guys, to go to Angel Stadium. Darren Ravel of ESPN sending this tweet out earlier today saying that a special food stand at the Big A 
will have a different type of food for each month of the season representative of the players. For example, Asian cuisine for the month of April for Shohei Otani, Philly cuisine in May for Mike Trout, while Mike Sosha... Yeah, his menu will include Italian cuisine. So how about that? Zach Cozart, some Southern fare as well throughout the season. Zach Cozart gets Southern Yeah, like what, what, like yeah, like buttermilk fried chicken, you know, that sort of that's thing. That's the one I want to get to. You know, yeah. Tell me when Zach Cozart day is. I think that's, that's in September. Be. That's probably why they kept it that late. That was the press. I got this thing for my license plate renewal. I can't think of anything I want less than a vanity license plate. And when I was a kid, you know, right? Like, has anything gone the way of the dodo more than the vanity license plate? Jarvis Landry tomorrow, Ronald Jones tomorrow, Chris Broussard, maybe Baron Davis tomorrow. Download Cliff Kingsbury, who's awesome. Doug Gottlieb Show. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.